The sermon, preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on March 29, 2015, based on Mark 11, verse 9. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God, through which the Holy Spirit draws us to our Savior, is recorded in Mark chapter 11, verse 9. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. What a welcome the crowds gave Jesus on that Sunday so long ago. Many of them laid down their cloaks in the road ahead of him to honor him. Others cut palm branches from the field to lay down in his honor. And then the crowds that followed him from Bethany, as well as those that came out from Jerusalem, shouted out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna is Hebrew for save now, we pray. And it became a word of praise, acclaiming the one who saves. Yes, what a welcome. What kind of welcome do we give Jesus? Or is that something we don't often think about? Sort of assuming, well, he's already here, so why welcome him? We regularly take these same words of welcome on our lips. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're part of the common service, the, the liturgy we use right before the words of institution. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have sung them often, but have we given them much thought and thought of the intent behind them? Through the scriptures today, may the Holy Spirit open our hearts to think about the reason why we call Jesus blessed. For you see, as we ponder and cherish the reason why, then our hearts open with welcome all the more, shouting out with all intensity, blessed is he. Now, as we think back to that first Palm Sunday, did Jesus look all that blessed when he came to Jerusalem? He wasn't blessed with wealth. He had no fine clothes, no stable income savings or insurance, no home of his own. Even the donkey he was riding on was borrowed. Now, some might say he was blessed with popularity. Can't you hear the crowds shouting? But fame is fleeting. A few days later, another crowd would be shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! But he had family and friends. Isn't that a blessing? And yes, his family and friends did not shout, Crucify him! And yet, one would betray him, another deny him. They would all run away in his hour of greatest need, scattering like sheep. That kind of abandonment from those closest to you 
That's even deeper than the fickleness of the crowd. Oh, but at least he had his health. Isn't that what people often say when tragedy strikes and they don't know what else to say, so they, they, say, they, they try to point out some blessing, at least he has his health, but a healthy body doesn't last long when scourged and nailed to a cross. Well, maybe up to this point you've noticed I've only been talking about earthly blessings, health and wealth, fame, friends, family. None of these are needed or necessary for real blessing. Jesus was certainly blessed with the Father's favor, wasn't he? Twice, the Father himself had spoken from heaven saying, this is my Son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Every one of Jesus' miracles clearly demonstrated the dear relationship he had with his heavenly Father. Think of how often he communed with his Father in prayer, fully united with him in depth of love beyond our comprehension. Yes, what closeness the Father's favor certainly made Jesus blessed, more blessed than anything else could have. And yet, even that blessing would be torn away from him. That closeness sliced apart. The Father would forsake him, abandon him. God estranged from God. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? No blessing. None at all would be left to him who is the blessed one. And that, dear friends, that is why he came to Jerusalem. He came to become cursed completely cursed, no blessing left at all. He came to become completely cursed for you. And that means he became cursed because of us and instead of us. Yes, dear friends, he became cursed because of us. It was our sins that caused him to become cursed. We confess with the hymn writer, Ah, I also and my sin wrought your deep affliction. This indeed the cause has been of your crucifixion. That's how serious our sin is. We cause the blessed one to become cursed, not because we were so lovable that he just had to die for us. We cause the blessed one to become cursed, not because there was some innate value in ourselves that made us worthy of the price he paid for us. Now that kind of thinking actually undermines what God's grace is all about. God's grace that loved us when we were unlovable. God's grace that paid the ultimate price when we had no innate worth or value. And yet Christian writers who should know better, often get that wrong. I've, I've read books where they talk about and say, God created you lovable. He considers you worth dying for. But such thinking fails to see how thoroughly sin corrupted us. Our, our own thinking and reasoning just can't plummet how bad our own sin is. And it, 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 it needs the scriptures to reveal the truth here. 
our own thinking can't make it fit together, and so even Christian writers get led astray at times here. Yes, God did create each one of us, and God doesn't make anything bad. He makes everything good, and yet from the very moment we began our existence, sin has so thoroughly corrupted us that there was nothing good left in us despite God creating us. Nothing good at all. And that's why the Apostle Paul in Romans 7 says, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. That's why earlier in Romans the scriptures declare about each and every one of us, all have turned away. They have together become worthless. Jesus suffered so much because our sin is so bad. He became completely cursed because of us. There is no such thing as a minor sin. Every time you and I fail to welcome Jesus wholeheartedly, we are as worthy of death as Peter who denied him. Every lukewarm welcome that comes out of our mouth for Jesus places us right there beside Judas who betrayed him with a welcoming kiss. Jesus, I'll get to you later on. I'm too busy this week. Jesus, could you wait in the other room? I don't want to see you to see what I'm watching. Jesus, could you put your hands over your ears? You're not going to like what comes out of my mouth. Jesus, you're in my top ten list right there with my family and friends and work and fun. You're there somewhere. How tempting to try to think, well, at least I, I try to welcome him. At least I haven't done this, and you can fill in the blank with whatever you want. And all those are just attempts to try to make our sin not seem so bad. But when Jesus came riding into Jerusalem, he knew how bad sin was. But he came anyway. He came to become, become completely cursed. Cursed because of us. That's how bad our sin is. Take to heart another Lenten hymn. If you think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here you see its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. For you see, dear sinners, when we try to lessen our guilt, that doesn't take the guilt away. It, it's sort of maybe like trying to bandage it up so that it doesn't look so bad on the surface, but underneath the guilt is festering away, poisoning faith. Yes, believe that Jesus became completely cursed because of you. That's how bad each and every one of your sins and my sins are. But then, when we see him cursed because of us, the Holy Spirit also opens our hearts to believe that he became cursed instead of us. Jesus, who rightly deserved God's favor, became cursed, so that we, who rightly deserve God's curse, now receive God's favor in Christ Jesus. We receive God's favor instead. What blessing! What blessing! He came to Jerusalem to become cursed instead of you and me to become cursed in our place as our substitute. He did that for you. What a reason to shout, blessed is he. 
Yes, blessed is he because he became cursed in our place. And so now in him, you have every spiritual blessing. In him, you have the Father's favor. Jesus is truly the blessed one because it's through him that all these blessings come to you and to me. They come to us as he now comes into our hearts to bring every spiritual blessing. What a reason for us to keep on shouting, blessed is he. Now what blessing? Well, God's favor frees us from guilt. As I noted in the first part, trying to hide our guilt doesn't do away with it. It just makes it fester underneath the skin. But blessed is the one, Jesus Christ, who takes away our guilt, who frees us from that guilt. That's why he rode into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. That's why he became cursed on the cross. He was cursed instead of you and me so that we may be blessed, truly blessed through him, blessed with freedom from guilt. For you see, this freedom from guilt, that, that's the heart of what justification is all about. God's favor freely declared a guilty sinners, freely declared you and me not guilty because Jesus paid the penalty for us. That's the verdict. Freedom from guilt. Justification. This is what forgiveness is all about. God removes our sins as far as the east is from the west by putting them on Christ. Through the cross of Christ, our sins are forgiven and therefore your guilt is removed. It is taken away. You are free from guilt in Christ Jesus. What a blessing. And that is why it is so fitting that we call Jesus the Blessed One before we come to Holy Communion in that part of the liturgy when we say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For in that Holy Supper, Jesus brings us that freedom from guilt in that special way where he lets us know that it was his body that carried our guilt and nailed it to the cross his body that he now gives you to eat. And his blood is what washed us clean of guilt as he gives you it to drink with the wine. In this way, Jesus, the blessed one, lets us share in his blessing, overflowing with God's favor that frees us from guilt. Then what Psalm 32 says is true of us as well. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him. You are blessed because God counted your sins against Jesus instead of you. What blessings flow to you because of Jesus who is the blessed one. Why wouldn't we shout out, blessed is he. And now, where there is forgiveness, where there is this freedom from guilt. There is all the other spiritual blessings that come from God through Jesus Christ to you and me. Dear Christian, you don't have to pretend to put on a good face as you approach God. For you see, Jesus has washed you clean. You come before God in Christ, dressed in his royal robes of righteousness, so don't try to put on a good show for God. He already knows your sins and mine better than we know them ourselves, and but, is, but what is more is he's already forgiven them. You are washed clean in Christ. What a blessing to be able to come before God. Yes, 
in Christ, you have open access to the throne room of the Almighty. Call on him with your every want. Lay out your heart before him. Rely on his goodness, for in Christ you are God's own dear child. The blessed one, Jesus Christ, has come into your heart through the gospel. And through the gospel, he continues to reign within you as your king. So you are already victorious. No matter what you are going through in life, what you are suffering through in Christ, you are victorious. You are more than conquerors through him who loves you. Nothing can separate you from his love that is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Those blessings all flow to us because of Christ who has removed our guilt. Through him we have every spiritual blessing. For in him you have eternal life. Heaven is your home. Shout out, blessed is he, because he comes to your heart with every spiritual blessing. How blessed is Jesus, because every blessing flows from the Father through him to us. Welcome him, for he came to Jerusalem to become completely cursed for us. His cross removes your guilt. Welcome him, because he comes into your heart with every spiritual blessing. So keep on gladly hearing his word through which he channels his blessings to us. Keep on remembering your baptism that has washed you clean of sin. Keep on eating his body and drinking his blood in the supper through which he, his blessings flow to you. For through these means of grace, he keeps on coming into your heart as you shout out, blessed is he. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.